Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Anichananda Jai Advaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vinna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna So I want to open the discussion with a few comments from uh, the book Krishna Chaitanya, The Hidden Treasure of India, His Life and Teachings from Walter Eitlitz on page 556. There is a chronology and one of the supplements uh, spread out over page 555 and 5. 56 and on page on that page there is a reference to uh, the Portuguese in India it says in 1496 Vasco da Gama disembarks at Calicut South India 1500 to 1506 atrocities make the Portuguese dreaded 1505 Francesco d'Almeida is appointed the first viceroy of Portuguese India. 1510, the Portuguese occupy the city of Goa in southern India. Although Chaitanya began his extensive pilgrimage to South India in the same year, not even the slightest indication of contact with Christianity can be found in the authentic accounts. There are, there are, however, notable disputes with Islam. All right, so, yes, that would have been interesting if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would have also met with, uh, with Christian uh, representatives on his tour of South India. Um, however, that was, uh, was not the case. Uh, Oui. One second, please. Um, so the uh, the uh, um before the call came in. Um, I was talking about Christianity and, uh, and how apparently Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just missed it. Um, looking, I have some notes that I had have assembled and uh, there is a, uh, an, a reference that comes from Srila uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur and let me just see so Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur is giving a description 
of uh, of how of of Krishna consciousness, and I begin somewhere in the middle. He says, by studying the history of the world, it is found that the spiritual science reached its peak in Navadvip. The supreme absolute truth is the only object of love for the living entities. Unless one worships him with attachment, however, the living entity can never attain him. Even if a person gives up all affection for this world and thinks of the Supreme Lord, he's still not easily achieved. He is controlled and attained by transcendental malice alone. These are of five types, Santa, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, and Madhurya. Um, I'm reading from an article by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, which is called From Moses to Mahaprabhu. Mm. The second paragraph, now going to the third paragraph. The first mellow, Shanta, is the stage in which the living entity surpasses the pains of material existence and situates himself in transcendence. In that stage, there's a little happiness, but no feeling of independence. At that time, the relationship between the practitioner and the Lord is not yet established. Dasyaras is the second mellow. It contains all the ingredients of Santaras as well as affection. The Lord is my master and I am his eternal servant. This type of relationship is found in Dasyaras. No one cares much for any of the best things of this world unless they're connected with affection. Therefore, Dasyaras is superior to Santaras in many ways. Sakya is superior to Dasya. In Dasyaras, there is a thorn in the form of awe and reverence, but the main ornament in Sakyaras is the feeling of friendship and equality. Among the servants, one who is friend is superior. There is no doubt about it. In Sakyaras, all the wealth of Santya and Dasya is included. It is easy to understand that Vatsalya is superior to Sakya. A son gives more affection and happiness than any friend. Therefore, in Vatsalyaras, we find the wealth of four Rasas. Although Vatsalyaras is superior to these other Rasas, it appears insignificant before Madhurya Ras. There may be many secrets unknown between father and son, but this is not the case between husband and wife. Therefore, if we deeply consider, it will be seen that all the above-mentioned Rasas attain perfection within Madhurya Ras. If we go through the histories of these five Rasas, it is clearly understood that Santaras was seen in the beginning days of India, when the soul was not satisfied after performing sacrifices with material ingredients. Then transcendentalists like Sanak, Sanatan, Sanat Kumar, Sananda, Narada, and Lord Shiva all became detached from the material world situated in transcendence and realized Santaras. Much later, Dasyaras manifested in Hanuman, the servant of Sri Ramachandra. That same Dasyaras gradually expanded in the Northwest and manifested in a great personality named Moses. In the age of Dwapara, Uddhava and Arjuna became the qualified authorities of Sakya Ras. They preached this Ras throughout the world. Gradually the Ras expanded up to the Arabian countries and touched the heart of Muhammad, the knower of religious principles. Vatsalyaras manifested throughout India in different forms at different times. Among the different forms, Vatsalya mixed with opulence crossed India and appeared in a great personality named Jesus Christ, who was a preacher of Jewish religious principles. Madhurya Ras, first shown brightly in Braj, is extremely rare for this Ras to enter into the hearts of the conditioned souls. 
because this Ras tends to remain with qualified pure living entities. The confidential Ras was preached by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the moon of Navadvip, along with his followers. Till now, this Rasa has not crossed beyond India. Recently, a scholar from England named Newman realized something about this Rasa and wrote a book about it. The people of Europe and America have not been satisfied with Vatsaliras mixed with opulences preached by Jesus Christ. I hope by the grace of the Lord, in a very short time, they will become attached to drinking the intoxicating nectar of Madhurya Ras. It has been seen that any Ras that appears in India eventually spreads to the Western countries. Therefore, Madhurya Ras will soon be preached throughout the world, just as the sun rises first in India and gradually spreads its lights to the West. The matchless splendor of, splendor of spiritual truth appears first in India and gradually spreads to the Western countries. Om Ajnana Timaranda Syakinandana Salakya Sakshulamiri Tamyana Tasmai Sri Gurveena So, in this way, uh, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur speaks. And when he speaks about Christianity, he explains that Christianity is, is representing Vasalyaras. And we can see, we can see the, uh, the Holy Mother Maria is very much in the, uh, in the foreground, very much in the center. So that relationship um, uh, of, of, of the Lord and his mother is, is, uh, is highly, highly uh, emphasized also in Christmas. Then it is both the parents of the Lord, his father Joseph is also uh, remembered of Jesus Christ. So in this way, it would be, uh, it would be Fatsalyaras. Um, uh, we, we do find um, some references of, uh, of Madhurya in, uh, in Christianity. Um, we see that in mystic Christians who are considering sal- themselves the bride of, of Christ. Uh, uh, both men and women were in this mood of considering themselves completely surrendered to the will of the Lord in the mood of a bride. Um, it has been particularly highlighted, highlighted in the works of Therese de Avila. She wrote a book called The Interior Castle, and there spiritual life is compared to a mansion. And it said in the outer influence, outer quarters of that mansion, material influences are still present, or the ways of the world are present, it said, and there are sometimes reptilian creatures like snakes and scorpions adding into uh, into that uh, these outer quarters so envy and and such qualities are are certainly there then as you go to the inner quarters and in the innermost quarters there is something which she describes as union now union with god now, she doesn't mean to become one with God, but she, be, she means to become one in, in purpose with God. So as this is going on, um, she's describing how when, when this is there, this stage in the inner quarters where one is completely dedicated to the Supreme Lord and one in, in great love, right? And one's 
purpose is no longer separated from the purpose of the Supreme Lord, then she describes how all her limbs just became immovable and she just, uh, she could, could not, uh, and she could not move. She just, just stood there, frozen, one might say. Uh, so this is interesting uh, because this also comes up, obviously, in, in some... So, I, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, this is, uh, is mentioned as Stambhamav. Uh, and, and I'll just read that. Uh, chapter 14 of the Antyalila, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's feelings of separation from Krishna, text 91. Pratamachalile Prabhu, Jenuvayugati, Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was running with the speed of the wind, but he suddenly became stunned in ecstasy and lost all strength to proceed further. And he just stood there like a statue in stamba. Stamba means as a pillar, like a column. He stood there just like a column. Yes, stamba, Garuda stamba, the stamba, bhav. So in ecstasy, the devotee becomes like a column and just stands frozen. So it's very interesting that Teresa de Avila was also experiencing this, as she describes it in her book, Interior Castle. So that's, uh, so there is something in the more mystic aspects of Christianity of a hint towards uh, uh, towards Madhurya. But still there is no sense of, 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 there may be a sense of being the bride of Jesus and a sense of, of, of surrender, but there is no sense of the whole eternal spiritual world. Um, the big question is, is, is also about the identity of Jesus Christ. Um, after all, um, Christians are claiming Jesus to be God. Okay? And that is, is, uh, is something we have no difficulties with. Um, there is the, uh, the Trinity, the concept of the Trinity, the concept of God the Father, and Jesus is the Son, and, and then between them, the Holy Spirit. Now, how to look at all of this? Um, so, we have no difficulty in acknowledging that Jesus is God, but the issue is, how is he God? That is the, is the issue that we can describe in somewhat more detail if we go in terms of, of Vedic literature. Um, in the Vedic literature, it is said that the Lord manifests himself in, in many ways. And that when the Lord is manifesting himself in this world, um, he, he, we just, he is described 
as an avatar, as one who descends. So Jesus is then the Lord who descends. He, he descended in this world as an avatar. Now, different kinds of avatars are described, like uh, avatars, eti chamsa kalapumsa krishna Bhagavan swayam. So Krishna is described as, as Bhagavan swayam, as the same Supreme Personality of Godhead from the spiritual world who appears in the material world. Then Indrari Vyakalam Yogam Mirdayanti Yoge Yoge. It is said that there are eti cha amsa, uh, amsa kala. So the Lord appears as plenary portions, expansions of himself, and also as portions of plenary portions. So how to understand this is the Lord is expanding himself in the form of many avatars, many incarnations, who are uh, not exactly the same as the Adipurush, as Swayam Bhagavan Sri Krishna, but who are expansions of him and who are carrying uh, some of his potency. Then there is another manifestation of the Lord, which is the portion of a plenary portion, which is the Shakti Avesha avatar. So Shakti Avesha avatar means that one who is uh, the embodiment of the power of the Supreme Lord. And that can be a living being, a jiva, a, a spirit soul. Uh, the spirit soul is an eternal, eternally separated part of the Supreme Lord, like a drop of the ocean, but separate, like a spark of the fire. He is separated, but also part of the energy of the Lord. So when a living being becomes especially empowered and the Avesh, the full potency of the Lord, uh, is, is manifesting in his form. He's, then he's a Shakti Avesh. The Shakti, the potency, is present in his Avesh, in his form. So that is Jesus Christ. He's such a Shakti Avesh avatar. The Lord is fully manifesting through him, and therefore, yes, there is no difference. Still, uh, in the spiritual world, uh, God the Father is also there, and that is Krishna. And he is performing his eternal pastimes. And then his eternal uh, exchanges with his devotees in the five rasas are possible. And the eternal uh, activities in the five rasas are dealing then uh, in Madhurya ras, uh, in the conjugal ras, are are then exp uh, yeah existing between Krishna and his various female counterparts in Dwarka uh, with the queens, and but not to the same extent as in Vrindavan with the residents of Vrindavan. 
So we understand that whatever is there in that sense of the bride of Jesus, it's 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 hinting of Madhurya Ras, but it is very and very incomplete, uh, a very incomplete manifestation of it. Hmm. Yes, in comparison to what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu offered. Um, <clears throat> the uh, Madhurya Ras as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is is display is is displaying he himself is not uh, acting like Krishna, but he's in the mood of Radharani, and in that way, fully, uh, fully representing the eternal Ras. So with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the eternal Ras, the eternal exchange between Radha Krishna and Krishna and the gopis is, uh, is manifest. Whereas in the concept of the bride of Jesus, that is not. Anyway, that was some some comments on uh, on 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 the uh, essay from uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, from uh, what was it Moses to uh, how did he call it from Moses to Mahaprabhu? Yes, from Moses to Mahaprabhu. So, uh, Bhaktivedanta Thakur was was certainly an, an interesting personality, uh, who uh, was very broad, who gave uh, and who really uh, brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu into the Western world, and somehow or other uh, kept his own uh, his own integrity to his own tradition, and yet made it very relevant. Um, okay, then another uh, interesting uh, topic in, in regards to Christianity is, uh, is something known in, uh, in Russian Orthodox, uh, in the Russian, Russian Orthodox Christianity. There is something that came up in 1907, huh? beginning. The 20th century history of Emia Slavia started in 1907 with the publication of the book On the Caucasus Mountains by a reverend Staritz schema monk Hilarion. In his book, Hilarion told of his spiritual existence with the Jesus prayer as a proof that the name of God is, is God himself and can produce miracles. So uh, the, the Jesus prayer is... Uh, The Jesus prayer, sorry, I'm uh,
so the, the prayer basically is, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Uh, uh, so it's said that that uh, prayer is particularly esteemed by the spiritual fathers of uh, of this tradition. Um, and uh, now, going back to uh, to where I was. Uh, yeah, one second. Oh yeah, and that was on my other device. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm high-tech, I'm working on three devices at the same time. So, in his book, Hilarion told his, of his spiritual experience with the Jesus prayer as a proof that the name of God is God himself and can produce miracles. The book became extremely possible, popular among the Russian monks of Mount, on Mount Athos in Greece. Uh, many of them argued that since, according to, to Plato, the name of an object exists. Since before the object itself does, so the name of God must pre-exist before the world was created, and that it, the name, cannot be anything but God himself. Hmm. Among other things, this was thought to mean that knowledge of the secret name of God alone allows one to perform miracles. A similar concept exists in Kabbalah. This also implies that extreme caution was needed when using names like uh, Jehovah, Christ, etc. Hmm. Uh, so, this, uh, this Imia Slavia, then, right, is, is very interesting from a perspective of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, the name of God is God himself. Yes. Well, that is, is exactly in line with the teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, that is uh, Chaitanya, that is in the, in, found in the, in the Padma Purana. Nama Chintamani Krishna Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha Purna Sudha Nitya Mukto Abhinatvam Nami Nami The name of the Lord is it's abhinat from nami nami, no, non different from the Lord. Yeah. So anyway, that uh, that is uh, that is something that somehow or other the monk realized by chanting the holy name, uh, which also is uh, is in line with uh, with the philosophy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because the philosophy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is that the holy name will reveal itself, and knowledge of the holy name will also reveal itself. Um, so, just by chanting the holy name, all knowledge can manifest. So, therefore, uh, the uh, this this. Uh, this monk, uh, Hilarion, he was uh, was completely, completely uh, in line with uh, with the actual, actually, ex actual experience of 
chanting the holy name of the Lord. Uh, it is interesting because it also aligns with with, uh, with statements of Srila Prabhupada who said that uh, um, when he was asked why he was trying to convert uh, Muslims and Christians to, uh, then Prabhupada is saying, no, I'm not trying to invert convert anyone. I'm trying to make Muslims better Muslims, Christians better Christians, and Hindus better Hindus by teaching them the real purpose of their religion. And Prabhupada was uh, encouraging people, just chant the name, uh, chant the name of God, and that can be whatever your, whatever your name is. There was at one point one man who, was, who approached Prabhupada and asked him to become the international, the the uh, the founder acharya of the international, uh, of the international society for Christ consciousness, and Prabhupada wrote him back. He said he was ready to agree, providing the the members of that society would chant the holy name of Christ. Yes, so uh, we're seeing here how Hilarion. Uh, for those who are not, uh, how Hilarion uh, achieved uh, actually a, 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 a real realization that the name of God is God himself. Uh, those who are uh, not familiar with uh, Mount Athos, Mount Athos is an island in the, uh, uh, one of the Greek islands and on this island, it is uh, fully dedicated to monastic life. And uh, many monasteries of Orthodox monks are there, and no women are allowed on this island. And uh, Orthodox monks from various backgrounds, uh, wherever Orthodox Christianity is, are, are practicing on that, uh, that island. So there's also a Russian contingent. And it is said that uh, this uh, realization of Hilarion was not uh, received so, uh, so well. And uh, it was... Uh, it was... Uh, it became a very controversial thing. And I'm... I, I'm reading on Emia Slavia from uh, Wikipedia this time, just so to get an idea. Uh, proponents and opponents. The main proponent of the uh, Emia Slavia doctrine was a hero monk of the Andreevsky skate of Atos Mountain. Antony Bulatovich, who published a few books on the subject, those who promote this doctrine, claim support from the writing of St. John of Kronstadt and the influential mystic and healer Greg Gregory Rasputin, the popular-styled mad monk who was closely associated with the Russian royal family short before the October Revolution. St. John of Kronstadt died before this controversy erupted, and his quotes, it can be argued, are taken out of context to support a whole set of ideas that are not found in his own writings. One of the most precise definitions of the Emia Slavia position comes from an advocate 
Alexei Losev, who writes that Emyaslavia is to be understood as mystical formula. The exact mystical formula of Emyaslavia will sound like this. A. The name of God is energy of God, of God, inseparable from the essence of God itself, and therefore is God himself. B. However, God is distinct from his energy, from his name, and that is why God is not his name or a name in general. Okay. Well, while the controversy never, never erupted within Catholicism, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, uh, clear paragraphs 2666, 2669, clearly teaches that the name Jesus contains all. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, there was uh, it, it. It carries on, but uh, eventually it it became a riot, and opponents to the whole idea uh, declared it a heresy. And up to the day of today, in uh, in the Orthodox Church, unfortunately, this understanding of Imiaslavia, or that the Holy Name that the name of God is God himself, that now is considered a heresy. However, it is nice to see still that it was there. Then, as it was a heresy, there was a whole group of monks who became involved, and finally they asked the Russian government to intervene, sent ships, and they brought these monks back to, uh, to Russia, and they were defrocked, and the whole thing was just... Uh, uh, sort of uh, banned from the Orthodox Church, but it's it is a uh, it's an interesting phenomenon, uh, uh, and the fact is that the chanting of the name, yes, Haribo. You can come. You're in the middle of your. Then you sit and listen. That's what others do. So, in this way, uh, it's very interesting that the holy name of the Lord acts and that, uh, and then this realization uh, manifested. So that even when Russian monks on the island Athos, uh, totally dedicated to uh, the, monast the monasteries in the... Uh, in, uh, of the order of orthodox monks that such orthodox monks by chanting their jesus prayer um, came to the realization that the name of god is god himself and that they just got that from chanting and that's wonderful how the chanting can reveal everything and uh, it's also interesting, uh, as, as we were reading before, uh, it is interesting that it is mentioned that although in the Catholic Church this did not come up, but that the Catechism of the Catholic Church in paragraphs 26666 and 2669 clearly teaches that the name of Jesus contains all. Yes. So we see that uh, we see 
that there are elements, uh, elements that uh, that are corresponding, yes, um, central to the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is is the holy name. Um, then we see elements in uh, in Christianity of um, of forgiveness, uh, of extraordinary forgiveness. Um, we see that this uh, forgiveness of Jesus Christ is uh, is basically based on extraordinary mercy. Uh, no matter what sin, as long as a person is no longer sinning and now connecting to the teachings of Christ, then he is basically delivered from his uh, from whatever state he is in. So um, we see the element of uh, of mercy towards the sinners and just lifting them up. That same element is uh, is is central to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. We saw it in Jagai Madai, and when it comes to the external purpose of Mahaprabhu's movement, that is a central theme. So we do see that in, in Christianity, there are elements, um, elements uh, leading up to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I've earlier on explained uh, on the basis of uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur's essay uh, from Moses to Mahaprabhu, that uh, he emphasized that the uh, uh, Christianity is predominantly in Vatsalya Ras, with the Mother Maria very central, and uh, and in this way, uh, I I added that there is some mystic Christianity which has a hint of Madhurya in, in, uh, in the sense of becoming the bride of Jesus. And that we, but that within that, uh, although there may be a spirit of, 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 of surrender, the full understanding of what's really happening in Madhurya Ras is not there. Whereas we see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes in the mood of Radharani. And with that, is manifesting the whole mood of Radharani, and with that, is also manifesting the eternal pastimes of uh, of the Lord, um, which he performs in Goloka and also on Earth. So that's more complete. I also mentioned <coughs> shortly about uh, Jesus being a Shakti Avesh avatar, or being a living entity, and being then fully empowered by the Supreme Lord, and that all the divine potency of the Supreme Lord was now manifest within him. And therefore, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are uh, is effect. And But it is not that the Supreme Lord in the spiritual world has the same features as Jesus Christ, that rather Krishna is the Father and he has, a, has his own original... Uh, features, and he is uh, performing his eternal pastimes. So they are not fully manifest in, in Christianity. 
and in this way. So it's not possible uh, even to, to mystic Christianity of Teresa de Avila or St. John of the Cross or something like that to enter into the, um, the deeper aspects of, uh, of uh, Christianity. Um, an interesting thing that came up is uh, that um, at the end of the uh, of the Middle Ages, um, there was uh, as the Renaissance is is coming up, there was an era when uh, the uh, the Black Plague, a pandemic was present in the entire world. And it said that at that time, one third of the world population died of the Black Plague. That was very serious. And it said that it changed the entire world. It said what happened was, in every family, there were so many people that died, and all the other family members, they inherited their property. As a result, the, the survivors, they were all rich, somehow or other. Suddenly all the, all the survivors had become rich. And then what happened was that just around that time, also the, uh, the printing press uh, was invited, uh, invented. And what they did is they turned the clothes of all these people that had died into paper, and they used it for printing. So first they printed the Bible, the Gutenberg Bible. But then they started to, to print also other religious literatures. So one book that particularly got, uh, got, uh, got printed then uh, was Dante's Divine Comedy. And Dante's Divine Comedy was printed and Dante's Divine Comedy is quite interesting because Dante's Divine Comedy gives us an insight into, uh, into hell and different layers of hell. And, uh, you know, like the, it, it was said the, the hell, right? The hell that was the most pleasant was called Limbo. And in this hell, there, the conditions were very nice, like heavenly conditions, right? And this was the hell where philosophers, philosophers like the Greek philosophers and others of their ilk would go and they would live there. And everything was wonderful, but they would live there in the understanding that they had just missed the boat. They had just missed out on Jesus Christ. So that was the first hell. Then there's a whole bunch of hells for different sins. And the ultimate hell is the hell for the traitors. And there you find Judas and other great traitors in history. And these, they all sit up to their lips in ice. And there, it's not a hot hell, it's a cold hell. And there is a huge form of the devil. And while in other hells there are agents of the devil meeting out punishments, here the devil is doing it personally. 
and the devil is there in a huge form with big wings and he's flapping his wings and that creates an icy wind that causes that ice. So all the traitors are sitting there frozen in ice. All right, then there is uh, the purgatory, which is like uh, a mountain. And on that mountain, there are different purifications that one has to go through before one can go to heaven. Uh, at one point, Dante went through purgatory, he had to go to these pur purifications. And the final one is he had to overcome lust and he had to walk through a fire which he did and then he started to ascend the heavens then he saw so many heavens and it said all these heavens were different planetary systems uh, some were uh, the moon some were the sun and then uh, and then Dante so and said in all these heavenly in all these heavenly different heavens there were good priests good bishops and pious men uh, who had done good works, but who did not get the full realization of, of, uh, of, of, uh, of spiritual life. They didn't actually uh, get to the full depth. And then we come to what Dante refers to as paradise. Then he describes paradise. And he says, paradise is like a rose. And it says this rose had different rings. And it said, as he was going through the different rings, as he came to the inner core, said, then all Dante could see, all he could see was a bright effulgence, and he could go no further. He could go no further. Now, a rose and a lotus are quite similar in the, uh, in the concept of Golok we're speaking about. A lotus and different rings of petals a rose is also rings of petals and said in the inner core in the inner core of these petals right, said if we listen to the Golok descriptions on the outer side of the petals is Dwarka on the inner side side of the petals right is Matura and in the very core there is Golok Vrindavan and there Krishna is, exists with his eternal associates and there Krishna uh, is performing his eternal pastime. But Dante could not see. Dante could not see. So it was very interesting to read this and to see actually uh, something is there. Yeah. Of course, there is one big problem that we have in a religion which is, the, which is meant to be the embodiment of love. Right. And where, where somehow or other animal killing is, is condoned and part of it. Uh, that is, is, is a main problem for the, uh, for the, for the Vaishnavas and uh, unacceptable. And uh, what can we say there? Uh, there we face a problem. Um, Anyway, uh, some, sometimes uh, so there may be different 
levels within Christianity. There is also those who are focusing very much on the Creator, and uh, and Prabhupada addressed that that like those who are worshiping the Creator uh, are attaining the Creator. They'll attain Lord Brahma. They'll go to Brahma Loka. Uh, so we see uh, different descriptions, uh, and whatever may be. Uh, all that, the way we see it ultimately is that uh, Christianity prepares the ground, uh, prepares the ground for the movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, and now, through that movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we can take the spirit of compassion, but take it a step further and be compassionate to all living beings by following in the footsteps of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, we can take love of God uh, a step further. Uh, we can take love of God now to the point of entering into the, into the rasas with the Supreme Personality of Godhead eternally in his eternal abode and even up to the point of Kanjiko of Madhuri Ras. So, uh, like this, uh, we understand, as Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur uh, mentioned it, and I will just uh, quote him now. One second. Open and go back to Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur to his closing paragraph. As he said, it has been seen that any rasa that appears in India eventually spreads to the Western countries. Therefore, Madhurya Ras will soon be preached throughout the world, just as the sun rises first in India and gradually spreads its lights to the West. The matchless splendor, splendor of spiritual truth appears first in India and gradually spreads to the Western countries. And in this way, um, the Chaitanya Charitamrita is that spreading, uh, is that spreading of the message of pure love of God. Uh, thank you very much. Hare Krishna.